0: Grands RADIO STATION. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 6 o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. <laughs> also on the tee, from the 3rd Ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening. And you're on the tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue, alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel.
1: Stephen, you can ride Tom Kim all you want in 2023. I'm hitching my wagon to Rory McIlroy. Turn on your microphone. Just hit that button. There you go.
2: Sorry, new studio. Still getting used to it.
1: <laughs> By the time you get used to it, the golf show is going to be done. We're, it's our penultimate episode. We have only two episodes left of on the tee.
2: I didn't realize uh, how badly we needed this friendship between Rory and, and Tom Kim.
1: Oh my goodness! Fantastic. That, is, that, that
2: might be the best thing that happened to the golf season, the year twenty twenty two. I know we're in a new calendar PGA tour season, but yes. I mean, we're we're looking at a true friendship blossoming between two of the stars of the sport right now.
1: Well, and what a great answer. If you happen to miss it. So Tom Kim, who we have fawned about here on the tee. uh, you know, I'm sure he was, you know, kind of nudged by some PR members from the PGA Tour to ask this question. But he asked a question during Rory McElroy's media availability Tuesday, Wednesday before the CJ Cup at Congaree in South Carolina this past week. And it was a viral clip. It was everywhere. If you you follow anybody who remotely resembles golf Twitter, it was out there for you. So if you happen to miss it, it should be easily findable just through any social media outlet. But he more or less just kind of asked a question about you know, the sustained success. And this is something that the No Laying Up Twitter account was tweeting, but putting out there as well throughout the course of the week of, it's been a decade since Rory McIlroy first ascended to world number one in some of the names that were inside the top 20, inside the top 50, at that point 10 years ago. And now for Rory, 10 years later, to get back to that world number one ranking and seeing the names, like, it's special what Rory is doing. Because golf is littered really ever since kind of the end of the Tiger era of his dominance with guys who are really flashy and very temporarily got to that world number one spot. Guys like somebody else we love on this show, but his game is not what it used to be. Because how could it be the way he started his career in Jordan Spieth? Yep. Guy who won a PGA tournament, a PGA championship, excuse me, here in the state of Wisconsin, Jason Day was the hottest golfer in the planet in 2015. But injuries derailed him. So the fact that Rory has been able to be number one so many times in a 10-year span to have that kind of dominance and that kind of success, it puts him in an an, an echelon of player that maybe he doesn't get thought of because it's been so long since he's won a major.
2: He has 23 wins on the PGA Tour, but I think... What stands out to me about Rory McIlroy when we talk about his legacy in the game is the way that he's navigated the last couple of months, Gabe, because golf has never been splintered in the fashion that we have seen it over this summer with Liv versus PGA Tour. And Rory McIlroy continued to put the cape on and save the game for, let's call it the good guys of the sport right now and the PGA Tour and trying to continue to push the young stars like Tom Kim to believing in the PGA Tour and the good that they can do. They've created these changes. Rory has been at the forefront of those changes, working alongside of Tiger Woods. And that was a big fear for us, Gabe. Like when we started this show two years ago was, what is golf's identity going to be in the post-Tiger era? We didn't know because Tiger won the Masters and it was like golf was saved. But for me, I was like, can golf survive without Tiger Woods because he moves the needle? He is the needle. But what we're starting to see over the last couple of months is Rory step into that spotlight as the true leader of this sport. And I've never felt better about the direction the PGA Tour and Rory McElroy are headed because of the leadership and the way that he's taken it upon himself to be the face of this game. And nobody will ever be Tiger Woods. And it's okay to accept that. 100%. And Rory is the first to tell you and the first to accept the fact that he will never be Tiger Woods. And that's okay to have a guy that everybody is chasing and nobody will ever reach. But Rory has created his own brand now over the last couple of months. And that's what makes me excited and invigorated about the future of this game.
1: So going back to the Tom Kim interaction... One of my favorite parts about this version of Rory McIlroy because I'll be I'll be honest like I've I've had a love-hate relationship with Rory as a golf fan when he first came onto the scene honestly I thought he was a little threatening to Tiger just this young you know still has the baby fat big poofy hair sticking out of a ba- out of the back of a jumera hat like and and I mean he was awesome and I'm like no he's not the next Tiger Woods everyone wants to make him the next Tiger Woods he's not that and I mean, he had some, because of who he is, very public personal life and who he was dating and once engaged to. And Carolyn Wozniaki, one of the best female tennis players in the world. And there were some rocky things that happened there. But as he's grown up, it's been fascinating to watch him. And one of my favorite things about Rory right now, going back to the Tom Kim thing, is this was just a question that I'm sure Tom Kim was like, oh, I'll just throw this out there. Somebody from PGA Tour PR yeah. fed it to
2: me. Yeah, media darling moment.
1: Yeah and he actually gave a very very thoughtful answer a very a great answer. So the question more or less was, you know, as you know, you've been such a big part of the PGA tour and you've been such on in the spotlight for so long, what can what have you learned along the way that a young guy like Tom Kim could learn? And his response was manage your time. Yep. Understand what your time is worth. You're going to be pulled in a million different directions and you have to see you have to find out what you value. You know, he counted, I see one, two, three, four, five sponsors on your shirt. They're probably going to be pulling you in a number of different directions. And we, we've seen some of those, you know, again, Rory used to have the Jumera. hat. I still don't know what Jumera is, by the way, and they're just getting all this free advertising. Somebody's going to Google it and <laughs> and probably tweet at us and let us know what it was or what it still currently is. But Oakley used to be a sponsor. I remember seeing the, the O on his shirt and, you know, he had a bunch of different sponsors. And now Rory's at a point, because he's had so much success, and it's easier, I think, said than done, when he's had all the success that he's had, and now he's got that Nike contract, so the only logo that you see on him is that swoosh, and he's a tailor-made guy, so you see that on his bag. But he can he's made enough money where he can make tough financial decisions where... Yeah, could I go make six figures at this corporate event? I could, but it's more important to me to go home and spend time with my family. Or it's more home more important for me to make sure I've got enough time to practice and do these things. But he again, just a throwaway answer, a throwaway question that he gave an incredibly thoughtful answer to. And the one thing that's impressed me the most about Rory during this time is every question that he's been given, he seemingly has a very thoughtful answer for, which is so incredibly rare for today's athletes.
2: And it comes from a place of, of true perspective. I, I think we've watched Rory grow. and oh, hundred percent And handle the spotlight in a way that most professional athletes just simply can't do. And And it's not a knock on other athletes. It's praising the way that Rory has handled that spotlight and understood that perspective and realized what defines his happiness, right? Like, he has won. He's set for life financially with the number of wins that he's had, the sponsorships that he's had. But he truly loves the game of golf, and he truly. And he said that
1: after the after the round yesterday.
2: There's something about this game that he still finds that inner young Rory that that passion for this sport every time he goes out there, and that's refreshing to hear because a lot of people just chase the checks. A lot of people in this sport have chased the checks, and Rory McIlroy. You, know, you know who
1: those people are now. And Rory McIlroy, <laughs> they've made it very obvious.
2: Has a passion for the game that will help. You're going to like this, Gabe grow the game in a way (laughs) that I think is really important as we move forward and take this next step in the chapter. And I I think him becoming a dad um, has been a really big step for him, something that he's spoken publicly about many times. I mean, PGA Tour, after his win, one of their first tweeted videos out was him FaceTiming his daughter Poppy and, and talking about sharing that win with her and can't wait to see you in the morning for breakfast. And that perspective shift for him has been so important because it allows him to focus on things outside of golf to, in the end, make him a better golfer and not get sucked into thinking about it and working on it 24-7.
1: All right, so 2023 is our year, right? Rory finally gets another major. It's got to happen. Maybe, maybe, because he's back to hitting that. So for a brief moment, and and I guess it wasn't even all that brief, but there was a, a time over the course of the last couple of years where Rory had admitted to chasing more distance because of what Bryson had done. Yeah. And we've seen the effects that what Bryson did has had on him. And I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about the physical injuries that Bryson has had to deal with. Um, and we also saw Rory who was used to be one of the most accurate drivers of the golf ball. One of the best drivers on the PJ tour get a little bit more erratic. He's back to hitting that little power baby draw that we saw him hit. That I think is going to be perfect for Augusta. Like he hit so many little baby draws you over went the course for, of the week. Is
2: he gonna win the in a win a major to he's gonna win Augusta yeah, in, the, in
1: career grand slam? Yeah. That's that's where my expectations are for Rory. I think he's gonna win at Augusta. I mean and I usually pick Jordan Spieth every year.
2: His Sunday finish at Augusta when he shot in the low sixties was, was made you believe that he finally kind of exercised those demons, you know. Yeah. At, and he was top ten at all four majors this year. Like that is really incredibly hard to do in this sport, and should have won the open. Cam Smith went out and won it. Yep, but it was probably Rory's for the taking. He just
1: didn't didn't couldn't make any putts.
2: I, I do think the year of Rory was last year. From a leadership standpoint, from a golf standpoint, I love him in twenty twenty three.
1: Let's go get it. Let's get another one. Let's go. Like him winning at Augusta could the, i mean the only other bigger story would be somebody from live winning at augusta
2: oh come on don't even put that in my head yeah but what if he holds I'll be so off angry. what if he
1: holds off cam smith how sweet would that be
2: oh i mean if if he holds somebody off from live yeah. just give me that television drama baby <laughs> i'm locked in
1: him and cam go you know let's let's run it back from the open the last major we had let's run it back again see if see if cam if uh, rory can get it done this time at augusta and get that career grand slam
2: I love that we've created our own Ryder Cup of like Team PGA Tour against Team Liv. Good guys, bad guys.
1: Liv doesn't want any of that smoke, by the way.
2: Well, they want it if the Liv guy comes out on top. But they certainly, it, it is worse no. for them if a PGA Tour guy takes them down.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean in an actual Ryder Cup style event.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they don't want
1: that at all. The, no PGA that, Tour versus Liv. Liv's got some pretty good guys. They have no depth. They would get worked in a Ryder Cup-style event. I'm
2: fired up for Rory next year.
1: Yes, so am I. I cannot wait. And with Rory, and and, and we knew we were going to talk about Rory right away, and, and we're going to now kind of put Rory on the back burner. But it's kind of fitting because Rory, at such a young age, was a part of the golf fan life you, you were aware of Rory at a very young age not saying we have a lot of Rory McIlroy's here but we thought it would be fun with one of our final shows of the year to kind of take a look at youth golf in the state of Wisconsin we're going to be talking with David Cohn who's the I believe executive director is his title at First Tee Southeastern Wisconsin and he's going to talk to us about the, what the First Tee does and they've got something really cool with Milwaukee um, County Parks that I, I want him to talk about because it's awesome if you're looking to have somebody young get into the game and the and the things that First can, Tee can do for you. And we're also going to be talking with Andy Landenberger from the Wisconsin PGA section who handles all of the junior golf for the WPGA. So we're going to have a lot of youth golf talk if you have a young kid who wants to get into the game or a young kid who wants to play competitively. We're going to, over the course of the next half hour, kind of get into those things in terms of youth golf here In the state of Wisconsin. And this opening segment has been brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Go to their website, heartlandmovementcenter.com. We're reaching the perfect time of year for you to check out Heartland Movement Center if you have not done so yet. Look, you're going to want to be doing something during this golf offseason to make sure you're ready to hit the ground running next spring. And Ari, the guy out there, I I have a chance to meet him. I'm going to be going out there. He thinks about golf differently in terms of fitness, in terms of your body type, and what swing works best for you. He's going to get you and your game in the right spot this offseason. So make sure you you check out their website, heartlandmovementcenter.com. David Cohn, southeastern Wisconsin, first tee, joining us next on the tee.
0: The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the tee with Gabe and Steven continues next on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
1: Excited to talk a little youth golf as David Cohen from the Southeastern chapter of The First Tee is going to be joining us in a segment brought to us by our friends at Ewald Automotive because you know it's all about the drive.
0: Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? It's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On the T is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20 year 200,000 mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy.
1: David Cohn is the executive director of First Tee Southeast Wisconsin, and he joins us right now on the T. David, good evening, and thank you for joining us, man.
3: Yeah, good evening. Uh, excited to have this opportunity.
1: So, for those who are unfamiliar with the First Tee and what they do, what's what's the pitch for you? What can you tell our fans what the southeast what the southeast chapter of uh, Southeast Wisconsin chapter of First Tee can do for kids?
3: Yeah. Um, so our mission is to impact the lives of young people by providing educational programs that build character and instill life-enhancing values through the game of golf. Um, so First a National Organization, we're a local chapter affiliated with them. Uh, and it's really all about taking the things that you learn from being around the game, honesty, integrity, respect, responsibility, bring more kids to it, um, give them the opportunity to, to learn both the game and then get those opportunities to hopefully better themselves as people, by learning all those amazing things that you'd learn from being around the game of golf.
2: David, appreciate you taking the time, man. I imagine uh, with the game of golf, the state of this sport right now, the interest has never been higher for, for adults, for kids. Um, how busy are you right now? And how exciting is this opportunity for you to try and grow the game to a lot of kids in Southeast Wisconsin that have never been around the game you know, and subjected to it at any point in their life?
3: Yeah. Uh, So it slows down a little bit uh, this time of year, but it never really slows down uh, too much uh, over the course of our our 12 year calendar or 12 month calendar. Um, We really have benefited significantly from uh, the excitement around golf, uh, both in Wisconsin and around the country and just around the game in general. Um, More people are interested. uh, More people are picking up clubs for the first time, uh, whether that be adults or kids. Um, And I think when you get more adults playing, you get more kids playing by default and you get people excited about uh, the things that we do. You know, more people get to experience all the fun things um, and the meaningful opportunities that you get from being around the game of golf. Um, So it really builds into the work that we do and trying to get more kids to to pick up a club, um, to try the game, to experience the game, to go deeper with the game and and create those meaningful memories and opportunities uh, around the sport that we all love.
1: Talking with David Cohn, he is the Executive Director of First Tee Southeast Wisconsin on the T-94.5 ESPN. The one thing you always hear about golf is that the demographic is old, David, and, and it continues to get old. So with this renewed excitement around the game since the pandemic started over two years ago. How important is it for organizations like first tee to be able to grab the attention of the youth to continue to, as Steven actually mentioned to use a phrase that has been thrown around golf, but you actually do grow the game.
3: Yeah. And I was was laughing a little bit because I heard you guys talking about that earlier. Um, And I actually like a phrase, uh, expand the game a little bit better. Um, I think that, you know, when you're working to grow something, you're growing something that you already have. Uh, But expanding the game is really about bringing more people to it um, and making the game look more representative of all the people around us. Um, You know, I think, you know, the three of us have been fortunate to be brought to the game by people that um, we connected with, either family, you know, friends. Somehow we got that itch. Um, And fell in love. Uh, But not every kid has that opportunity. And so for the work that we do, it's really about, you know, bringing the game to more people and providing that uh, opportunity, especially for those that might not, that uh, may not have that opportunity to be introduced to it otherwise. Um, So we think creating access, um, creating educational opportunities, um, creating fun uh, around the game is really meaningful for um, expanding that net. You know, bringing more people um, under that umbrella of, of what we love in, in the game of golf.
2: David you used the word fun there, and for kids that have never been around this game, and you had mentioned maybe some of them who were never exposed to it as a kid. What is your pitch? How do you make golf fun for some of these kids? And how is today's society, you know, maybe aiding in that with social media and whatever it may be?
3: yeah um I mean some of it just involves getting a club into a kid's hand. I mean, I think you know the three of us can talk about or maybe remember that first opportunity we had to to swing a club and, and hit a ball for the first time and hit it well. Um, you know, you do remember that that first solid contact that keep, keeps you coming back every time and, and some of it is just you know getting that club literally into the kid's hand, letting them hit. Um, you know we use tennis balls, we use pl- plastic head clubs to make it really easy. Uh, but it's really about, you know, creating that enjoyment. And I think you, you know, you mentioned, um, social media and the opportunity to see other people having fun, uh, around the game. You know, you see, um, you know, YouTube influencers, you know, kids seeing that stuff. Uh, it makes a big, it makes a big difference in that there are people that they see and, and people that they look up to, um, and think are cool playing the game. You know, golf looks cool to them too, and they want to participate as well.
1: That's important because I think the three of us will agree. I don't know if cool, you know, when we play golf is necessarily what we exude. So, yes, having kids who, who, you know, see someone who they think is cool play, I think that's certainly a good thing.
3: Yeah, and you're seeing, you know, more and more celebrities, more athletes, uh, more brand ambassadors, you know, getting involved in playing the game. And whether they're seeing it on Instagram or, you know, whatever social media of choice, um, you know, they they do see golf in a different way uh, that you probably didn't see a number of years ago when you drove by a golf course and you just kind of had, had an idea of what might be going on. But but now you can really see it and see how differently golf can be played uh, by all different people.
2: David, I know one of the cool things that you guys are doing, you did it this year and you're going to have for the entire 2023 season is free golf for kids under 18 at Noise Golf um, up on Good Hope Road. What went into that decision, and and what's been the feedback so far from some of the kids to have that opportunity to, you know, try and learn the game and expand on their skill set?
3: Yeah, so we've had a long t- long relationship with Milwaukee County Parks and uh, the great Milwaukee County Parks courses that we have in this in this area, um, and done a lot of our work at Noise Park over the years. Um, and so, in working with them to figure out what we can do to, you know, bring more resources to noise and, and continue to, to rely on it to be a place where kids and families can learn and practice the game, um, you know, built out a new partnership where we're helping to invest, you know, some of our resources in um, the time and, and talent that they need to keep the course in, you know, in great playable condition. Um, and along with that, you know, we asked if we can invite all kids to play for free uh, at the golf course. So, you know, this, the rest of this season, I know this, the rest of the season is a little short. Uh, but we're looking forward to another long season next year uh, in saying any kid under 18 um, can come out uh, and play golf at noise for free. Um, They can come out on their own um, or they can come out with, you know, parents, friends, family. um, And, you know, it's still $7 for an adult to play out there. Um, So we think, you know, Milwaukee County has a great part three system. Um, It was where I learned to play. I learned to play golf at noise uh, myself. And uh, just that opportunity to play in an environment where golf can be fun. It's a short golf course, nine-hole par three course. Um, Not very intimidating. You know, can come out and and just, you know, learn and practice and not feel like you're holding other people up, too. Uh, We really value our partnership with Milwaukee County Parks and and what we're doing in partnership with them at Noise Park.
1: David Cohn, the executive director of First Tee Southeast Wisconsin joining us on the T here on 945 ESPN. So if if somebody has a kid in their family that they want to get involved with uh, with the First Tee, how do they do that David?
3: Yeah, check us out at uh, on, online at firstteesoutheastwisconsin.org um or just you know put First Tee Southeast Wisconsin into Google you'll find our website uh, right there on top. Uh, we're on social media as well, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, you know feel free to check us out. I'll throw any questions uh, our way
2: David what did, what would you like to see the biggest change made in golf to maybe make it a little bit more desirable for kids?
3: Um, uh, you know I think you and I might be aligned on this one uh, you know I think uh, the the dress codes and and you know some of the things that might make it feel intimidating uh, for kids um, obviously, you know, an, an idea of a you know, professional uh, dress but uh i think you know trying to make the golf experience at a course as welcoming as possible and making sure that you know the adults that are there want kids there um, i think is, is really key and critical to the success of getting more juniors involved in the game
1: David, we certainly appreciate the time for you hopping on, talking about everything that happens with First Tee Southeast Wisconsin. Uh, And congrats on the noise news, because that is awesome for kids in this area that they'll have the opportunity to go out and play golf for free.
3: Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate this opportunity. Always good catching up and talking golf.
1: That's David Cohen. Again, he is the executive director of First Tee Southeast Wisconsin. Just Google First Tee Southeast Wisconsin and go to First Southeast Wisconsin.com to find out more information about that great organization and what they do to help golf on the youth level.
2: Yeah, they're doing an amazing job. They continue to just grow. And um, I know David well. He's a friend. And, and watching the numbers grow year to year and um, the work that they're doing for kids all throughout Milwaukee County, but really Southeast Wisconsin. I mean, this covers 10 counties yeah um, that of you know everything from Kenosha all the way up to Sheboygan, and you can go you know about 100 miles west as well. Um, so it, it's incredible the work that they're doing to try to expand the game and, and get the interest level going. and I it's it's something that he and I talk about all the time, and he had referenced, uh, I think dress code is maybe the biggest thing holding back golf right now, Gabe, and especially for youth who might not have the resources and the finances to afford some of expensive golf clothing. And how people are being judged on a golf course is holding back this game. And I would really like to see that change and be a little bit more welcoming um, because people are being judged based on how they show up to a golf course. And that's just not right. And I think that if we want kids to take a love of this game, a game that's given you and I so much, we don't have to look the same. You know, I, I, I I think it's all about you know, enjoying the passion of the sport more than anything. And, you know, once we get over that hump, I think we can all kind of open our arms a little bit together and and realize that this game is for everybody.
1: If I can dress like what my wife describes as a clown, <laughs> then I think we can look past, you know, denim on a golf course. I think we can be fine if, you know, my wife, again, I leave the house whenever I play on a Saturday morning and she asked me what clown pants I'm going to wear that day, so...
2: You do have quite a brand on the golf course, and you you live <laughs> but, up to it. Yeah, but, but it, it's, you have fun, right? Yeah, like, and
1: that, but and that's why I wear those colors, yeah. Stephen. That's why I wear crazy pants because golf is supposed to be fun. Who cares what somebody is wearing? And it's yeah, I I hundred percent agree with you when it when it comes down to that. Andy Landenberger runs the junior program for WP the Wisconsin PGA Section. We're going to discuss that. As we continue to talk about youth golf next on the tee, first want to tell you that Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of On the Tee. Time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. Visit visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button.
0: Is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 945 ESPN, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
1: Continuing to talk about youth golf and what it looks like here in the state of Wisconsin. Again, big thanks to our previous guest, David Cohn, from the uh, First Tee Southeast Wisconsin. And now we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about different events that you can also play, maybe after you've been introduced to the game, as we are pleased to be joined by Andy Landenberger, who is the director of junior golf with the Wisconsin PGA chapter. Andy, good evening, and thank you so much for the time and, and, and jumping on to talk a little youth golf with us.
4: Awesome! Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: So let's, I guess, just start with the you know the ten thousand foot look, Andy. What does the WPGA Junior Foundation do? What do they try to accomplish?
4: So our main accomplishment is uh, our junior tournament program. Uh, we do offer some scholarships for high school seniors and kids in college, uh, but our primary focus is tournament golf. So giving kids that tournament feel and experience from um, an eight year old all the way up to a eighteen year old. We offer very levels of um, competitions. So we have par three events, we have nine hole events, we have eighteen hole events, all the way up to like our Players Tour events, which are thirty six hole events, uh, playing golf courses difficult like they would play in college. So kind of every level, we try and touch every level uh, of of a golfer.
2: How many tournaments do you guys put on in a given? calendar golf year here in Wisconsin. So let's call it six months or so from uh, April until October.
4: We are, we, great question. We primarily, we have a couple of events in the spring, but our primarily is right when kids get out of school. So like June 10th to the end of August, we run 144 junior events. Oh, that's all. So roughly, you know, two or three a day, a lot of times. Um, not, not many on weekends. Sometimes we try and do like a Sunday, Monday, For a two-day event but primarily we're monday through friday for our events.
1: so um two or three a day 144 throughout the course of the summer andy (laughs) how do you not sound more tired when you're talking to us right now uh
4: yeah well we just came off a long summer Uh, (laughs) um we just finished up last weekend we had our last event up at north shore Manasha on a saturday sunday our last two-day event of the year was kind of our fall finale last weekend and and now i've already jumped into scheduling for next year trying to line up courses and get everybody Get everybody on board for next year.
2: Andy, have you felt like the game has grown, a, just like we've watched it grow across the world and in the interest level in the sport? Have you seen it growing at that junior level as well when you're planning these tournaments?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the past couple of years were 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 record years. You know, going into nineteen and twenty, and then twenty one, and then we took a big leap from. Um, you know, we didn't know we added probably twelve events from last year's already cram schedule to add more events in because we we needed more events for kids and our numbers went up again. We went from having 1,250 members to like 1,360 junior members, which doesn't seem like a lot, but in transition that we're, we were almost up, uh, I think we are up 960 entries from the previous year. So eventually entries keep climbing and, and the game keeps growing um, participation, especially on our, on our, nine hole and like par three for younger kids continues to grow um, just around Milwaukee County alone, or Milwaukee County parks events. Uh, we're up. We, I think we averaged 96 kids in event um, compared to last year, we averaged 76 kids in event. Oof. So we're seeing a lot of jumps um, in some, on some tours and, and it's great. Uh, the numbers are, are, you know, kids are playing golf uh, during COVID. It was, you know, obviously we're a kind of a COVID free sport, right? We can play outdoors, you're not really right next to somebody. You're not indoors. So people were safe uh, safer playing golf and, and playing junior golf. So we saw a lot of kids that maybe transitioned from, hey, their AAU basketball and stuff got canceled. And those kids come out and played a little bit of golf. And that maybe now they're still continuing to play golf while they play other sports.
1: Talking with Andy Landenberger, Director of Junior Golf with the Wisconsin PGA Chapter here on the T, 94.5 ESPN. So when taking a look at the events and the 144 that you put on and you're a parent, how do you best figure out which event to place your kid in if they're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced?
4: Um, Good question. We have um, kind of every level, right? So kind of if you're new to golf and not sure on, hey, you're keeping score for somebody else and you've never done any of that kind of ground basics, we say, hey, a par three tour event is great for you. Get in, learn how to keep score for somebody in your group, learn how to keep your own score. You have some rule knowledge. You kind of start out on a par three level. When they get comfortable with that and they're better and they need more, they kind of graduate up to our future tour, which is kind of our nine-hole intermediate, not full-length golf courses, but um, executive-style golf courses. Those are nine holes uh, for kids 14 and under. Uh, once they get to 15, we kind of boot you out and be like, hey, you got to be able to play in the 18 holes by yourself. You're walking or using your push cart. We bump you up to our 18 hole tour event. And that's our broad uh, state tour, right? So we have, about 50 of those all around the state. Uh, and then once they're really comfortable with that tour and want to think about playing college golf and maybe have the aspirations, like, I want to play college golf or I think I can, our players tour is for our top notch uh, players.
2: Andy, um, one thing that has been growing in the game has been the number of short courses and additions to some of these championship caliber resorts that we have in the state of Wisconsin, whether it be at Kohler or Sand Valley, Aaron Hills, you know, Century World, wherever it may be. I mean, they're all adding these new um, additions to their course to keep people on their property. Have you guys benefited from the baths, from the sandbox, from the drumlin, and, and trying to continue to expand upon the opportunities that kids have across this state?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think those still, those just help, right? I mean, the short game and stuff, and, and you should see some kids that play, and it, the younger kids especially, right? They, they're, they're not driving the ball yet. They're not doing all that stuff, but they're chipping and putting. And they're really good little players because they're chipping and putting and growing up practicing on so many places. I mean, I wish we had some of these places when I was a kid. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have anything. You 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 chipped and putted on the putting green that you got your lesson on. There wasn't anything else, you know. And now we run a a par three event at the up at the sandbox up there. It's awesome. Um, it we, we are, the event fills up every year. Kids from all over drive up to play it. Uh, it's one of our our number one. Uh, schedule, um, you know, things that they look on the schedule for the next year to see when it's going to be scheduled. Cause that's where they want to play. So yeah, they're great.
1: Talking with Andy Landenberger, director of junior golf for the Wisconsin PGA and the Wisconsin PGA junior foundation. So how, how can, you know, somebody like me, Andy, I, I don't have kids, so I don't have somebody looking to play golf, but I want to support the, the vision that you guys have with the Wisconsin PGA junior foundation. How can someone like me help support what you guys do?
4: Sure. Yeah. Um uh, Our website is whiskjuniorgolf.com So it's W-I-S-C junior spelled out, golf.com. Uh, you can go to our website. We take donations. Uh, we do a couple different things throughout the year that we do donations for. We play a hundred holes. We help Dave out with his hundred holes uh, for the first tee. We do a couple things like that uh, to help fundraise for our scholarship program. We awarded $50,000 in scholarships uh, in 2022. And we hope to give away more money and award more money uh in 2023 so check us out on our website or give me a call my information's on there as well uh and we'd love any support
1: andy thank you so much for taking some time and and talking through some things with junior golf in the state of wisconsin i know it's going to be helpful for a lot of people out there thanks man
4: awesome guys thank you thanks for having me
1: andy landenberger again he's the director of junior golf with the wpga junior foundation joining us to talk a little bit about junior golf
2: it is pretty cool for these juniors like once they get that passion, you know, and they maybe go from first tee and learning about the game to starting to find a passion for that game. You know, we started this show because of the number of amazing courses that we have in this state. I mean, imagine being a kid right now and having this as your backyard, like the open canvas of the opportunities that you have to play across this state right now.
1: And what I love about it is, specifically this area and specifically Milwaukee County and I know he had both him and and David had mentioned Milwaukee County and the park system specifically you know kind of during the two interviews we had here about youth golf what I really like is like I grew up in in Dodge County right grew up in Horicon I pretty much had one option you go out to Rock River Hills and yeah you chip you putt you play out there all day maybe you get a lesson from the pro maybe you don't whatever but that was the only place I could go play so there were a number of times where I was a little intimidated. I really wanted to play. I got paired with like three adults and and, and I'm a kid just playing in the middle of the summer. But what's cool about the the county parks is you have so many different levels of golf courses. And and David had talked about what they have going on at nine and and the nine hole par three and, and youth can play out there under 18. You can play for free out there right now and in the 2023 season. But they also have a number of executive courses a little bit longer. Maybe they don't have a par five, but you can continue to learn the game all the way up to the course where Tiger Woods made his professional debut in Brown Deer. Like you have, you can continue to work your way up and find different levels as, you know, figure out what's, what works best for you. And you just have so many options that are so close with the Milwaukee County Park system. It's really cool.
2: Yeah, and, and I hope that if you are listening right now and you have kids and you're thinking about getting them involved in the game, just understand that it, it's not just one course and you have the opportunity to bounce around And it allows you to build your own network of golfers, right? Like, I I think about one day with my daughter, who's only five months old right now, but the opportunity to go out on a golf course with her and create those special memories with her, like I had with my parents and with my grandparents before that, like you can do that with other couples and you can do that. So you allow your kids to to understand what makes this game so special and for you and I, why we love it so much.
1: I can't wait till she's playing too. I'm going to teach her how to hit it long so she can blow it past dad. That's the goal. Uh, Doesn't take much. (laughs) Got to teach out at the long ball. Uh, We are going to dive into a little bit of a different course review coming up next. But first, I do have to tell you about one of the top five Palmer courses in the United States. Of course, I'm talking about the Bog. Still, some time to get out there and book your round. Or maybe if you're looking into next year, golfthebog.com is the website. The Bog is great uh, in terms of the golf course. You've heard me talk about that. But the barn that's just off the 18th hole is also great for whatever event you're looking to have. If you're looking to have an event out at the golf course. Great place to meet afterwards. Maybe you're just looking to have some sort of reception. Beautiful view of the 18th hole from that barn. It's fantastic. Learn more and check it all out at GolfTheBog.com.
0: No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. ESPN, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
1: Still have a little bit of golf weather in Wisconsin. If you want to play outside, Fairways of Woodside is the place to do it. Maybe you want to play inside. Fairways of Woodside is still the place to do it for indoor simulators. They've got leagues going on. They're going to have great scrambles going on throughout the course of the winter as well. So make sure you check out everything they have to offer at Fairways of Woodside. Because you want to go out there. Once you go out there, you're going to come back again and again and again because they their amazing hospitality. Check them out online, fairwaysofwoodside.com. Going to do our course review just a little bit differently today, kind of in honor of Noin and what they're working on with the first tee of southeastern Wisconsin and that kids 18 and under can play out there for free. We thought we would go over some of our favorite par threes in the state of Wisconsin this week, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management.
0: Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com.
1: All right, Stephen. What do you have as some of your favorite par threes in the state of Wisconsin?
2: I will give you my three, two, one. Okay. My number three is in Nakusa, Wisconsin, on the property of Sand Valley. Okay. It is number eight at Mammoth Dunes, and if you play it from the tips, you have to carry all sand to a little tiny target of an island green. We'll call it an island of <laughs> sand surrounding it. Uh, Number eight at Mammoth Dunes is one of my favorite tee boxes um, in the state. I mean, let alone number, you know, part three tee boxes. Just the view is unbelievable. Uh, Number two is going to be Pinched Nerve. Number seventeen. Okay, I was. I was about Straits. to say.
1: I mean, you could pick any one of them because they're all right around the lake. Um, yeah,
2: it's. Uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, Whistling Straits is. It, they have some special par threes. Yeah, your your top four could be all, all four of them <laughs> along Lake Michigan there. Um, but seventeen, I think, just the way that it makes you think on the tee box, and you walk up to the green, you ha- you always have more room than you realize. But what Pete Dye does to you mentally to put the lake on your left and make it look like there's a huge drop-off cliff that you can't miss left, I think mentally I, it, it makes it for an unbelievable par three. Um, the one that always just creates this wow moment in my head is number 9 at Aaron Hills. When I stand on the tee box at Aaron Hills on number 9, um, it, it, I feel an extra jolt of excitement because I get the opportunity to swing a golf club on that hole. So, those are my top three.
1: So, uh, my number three uh, is number 14 at Brown Deer. And the reason why that one makes the list... Oh, just, you just want the nostalgia. Huh? Well, because I do not have an ace,
2: Stephen. Neither do I.
1: And if I were, if, if I were to pick any hole anywhere to make an ace... It's number 14 at Brown Deer. Because that's, <laughs> that's where Tiger Woods Tiger. made an ace can, in his first career event that Sunday at the GMO.
2: I can think of 15 other holes in this state I would rather have an ace on.
1: Nope, that's the one. If I'm going to have one, I want it on the same hole Tiger got his ace on. So that's my number three. Okay. Um, My number two is number seven at Whistling Straits. I I, I just like, it. it seems like to me... The water comes in more play there if you kind of get it right. Look, it was either between that and 12, and 12 just seems so damn hard if they put it all the way back right. like I feel like you can only put it back there for the pros yeah, um, because it's just becomes so incredibly difficult then, but I just feel the water comes more into play, and I do believe that's the hole in which John Daly decided to chuck an iron into the lake. Yes,
2: he made a Um, nice donation.
1: Yeah, Uh, so that's my favorite par three out there. And number one, surprised it wasn't on your list. Number 16 at Century World. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the Flower Hole, it's just... it Because it's so unique and it stands out. Yeah, you're right. It's their signature hole. Um, It's it just so cool. And I know that thing is going to pop on TV next year when they have the U.S. Senior Open up there. I can't wait to get back up there. Um, and it just reminded me that I have to respond to an email they sent us earlier this past week. But it's just going to absolutely pop on television. And there are so many people in the state that are unaware of it. And I think it's going to get some of its just due coming up next summer.
2: I screwed up. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Flower Hole probably should have been on my top three. But 8 at Mammoth Dunes is a really cool So I haven't played. Ha- I have haven't played to- it. You have to, even if you're not playing from the tips that round, you Mm -hmm. have to at least stand on that tee box, and it is a full like 180 yard carry, maybe even more, depending on how far back that box is. I haven't been out there in a few years. It's a really special hole when you think about just being on sand all around you. Um, But man, the flower hole is is special because you know when we went out there and we learned about what it takes and the amount of time, energy, and effort to make that hole a special experience for every person that goes on that property, you're right. I mean, it is going to look unbelievable on television. It's not the hardest hole in the no. course. It's not the most dynamic hole in the nope. course, but it is the most memorable.
1: But it, there's something about just having the aesthetics. Yeah. And I think that's part of the thing, you know, th- that's part of it with the par, thri- the par threes at Whistling Straits. There's just something about it. I like your addition of nine. Um, That's probably one of the closest I came to a hole-in-one this year when I played with you and yeah. I hit the stick. And that would be a cool hole, you know, hole-in-one to have as well. That hole is just so damn hard, man. Yeah, but you know, the it's nice, thing, so the nice thing
2: about it is when you finish it, you get a fescue rescue. And maybe that's <laughs> like why I always enjoy it so much is because I forget about the score. I just sure. know what's coming up next. Y-
1: you got the halfway house just off to the right of the green, so you can make sure and make, you know get that Jameson and Ginger combination that they do so, so well out there at Aaron Hills. Our final show of the year is Next week, and we're going to be talking about uh, some of the different things you can do this offseason to improve. We'll have Mike Meisen from X Golf and Brookfield on to kind of talk about some of the things that they offer at X Golf and some other ideas that he has for you to get better this offseason. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the other things that you can be doing. Plus, we're going to have a little bit of a Halloween theme that we're going to talk about that we're very excited about. That's next week. This has been on the team.
0: Looking for the best.